in the realm of the spirit, you see what is on your shirt. The Lord said me, your name is what is on your shirt. Hallelujah. What is your name? Rose. What do you have on your shirt? I don't know why. Where's my mama Ghana power? I saw fire jumping from her and coming to you. And I'm trying to understand why. When I looked at you, I saw her. When I saw her, I saw you. Are you a nurse? You're in the medical field. Go to her, put the mic on her. I'm a nurse. Were you married before? Okay, go to my mama Ghana. I'm divorced. And I saw somebody else with a name like Campbell. Campbell. As I was walking in the realms of the spirit, God says that is about to bless the Campbell family. Prophesy. I saw somebody in the Bible called Anna, but God said no, Anne. Tracy Anne. Ah. Prophesy. I saw God taking words and ran with it to the ends of the world. What does he do? Amen. Who is like Ogaga, Ogaga? Do you know somebody called Kenny? Kenny, that's me. Is Kenny Ogba Ogaga. Kenny Ogba Ogaga. Professor. Who has a name that starts with like an M? Just said Maria. Maria. <laughs> because I was looking at you there, I'm seeing an M on your forehead. I saw God putting a garment on somebody called Jonathan. My first name. Professor. In 2013. You are not supposed to be here. Hey! You had surgery. Major surgery. I looked at you and I saw an x-ray. I saw your body beyond the flesh. And the Lord told me that we need to pray for his lungs. I'm sick right now. Where? In the lungs. You've seen me before. I've never seen you before. How can I know these things? One thing about you, you are real. <laughs> so I am trying to understand what these two angels are saying because I'm hearing one saying, God with us, and the other one is saying, Emmanuel. Uh, what is that? I saw him go and he was looking for something like one or two. I saw him doing this, throwing seeds. When people are throwing seeds, it means they have a calling, a pastoral calling to feed people and to raise people. You said what? I saw an interesting thing. I saw, I think, 6300. When I got to this place, I saw an address like 8111. The angel told me, walk five steps. I walked five steps and I saw like unit five. I saw a two. I saw a nine. I saw another nine. I saw a three. I saw a zero. I saw a B. It's like a bay view or something like that. But, huh? I don't know what this is. I'm seeing an E, an R, and an N. But I don't. 
I'm seeing a company that has like an IS something. I can't see the whole thing. But I'm seeing like an I and S something entertainment. It's a very strange word. I used to have a business called ICS Entertainment, so it's ah. <laughs> <laughs> La Cariosto Improdovida Shalakate Lemande. Provein del kishta a goshta a lova kalamande le pronde ligista. I pray for you in the name of Jesus that the Lord will touch you wherever you are. I pray that the Sulam anointing shall come upon you as you listen to this prayer. I pray that your spiritual ears and your spiritual eyes and your spiritual understanding shall be unlocked this day. I pray that the mysteries of Jehovah God shall be released unto you. I pray that you may know his power, that you may know his love, that you may know his might in your life this day. I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus. May what was impossible become possible now. Lande le kishta avuka la bronde le kishta vara kia sei. Mevra tufta ika la vande le bronde dia. La clariosto fradeike le kishta avuka talamande. Laisti constelesta in glory fantelino. Mevretita atuva kashuka prave dia amande. Langa tita labra de liga oka pavake tila mande le pronde vikate. Zila kusha mevrafia azufeke. Kinkarabasonte le keya azuke prade kishta amande le goshta. Pravakushte ikarabakante le teleba sovare. Makusha arade dia azaka talabante. Monde le kashte iza azuva, meria azuka dalamande karabatoshte, kapro soto lomande le kashte azuka ramande, mavo, mavo, mavo. I pray that my encounters with the Lord will become your encounters. I pray that every single angelic visitation that I've experienced. May the Lord favor you today. May the Lord give you the grace to see the things that I have seen and beyond. I unlock you in the prophetic today. I release the Sulam anointing upon you today. May angels ascend and descend upon you in the mighty and powerful name of Jesus. May the Lord be glorified through your life. May the world know that Jesus is alive by reason of him manifesting himself through you. I decree and declare as a prophet of God, there will be a difference from this day. When you stand before people, when you pray, there will be a change. That people will know that the Holy Spirit is upon you and he has anointed you to do the work of God. To be a shield for your family to be a defender of your family. Let it be so now, in Jesus' mighty name.
the realm of the spirit, you see what is on your shirt. The Lord said me, your name is what is on your shirt. Hallelujah. What is your name? Rose. What do you have on your shirt? Hallelujah. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know why. Where is my mama Ghana power? I saw fire jumping from her and coming to you. And I'm trying to understand why. When I looked at you, I saw her. When I saw her, I saw you. Are you a nurse? You're in the medical field. Yeah. Go to her, put the mic on her. I'm a nurse. Were you married before? Divorce. Okay, go to my mama Ghana. I'm divorced. When I saw somebody else with a name like Campbell, Campbell, as I was walking in the realms of the spirit, God says that he's about to bless the Campbell family. Prophesy. I saw somebody in the Bible called Anna, but God said no, Anne. Tracy Anne. Ah. Prophesy. I saw God taking words and ran with it to the ends of the world. What does he do? Amen. Who is like Ogaga Ogaga? Do you know somebody called Kenny? Kenny, that's me. Is Kenny Ogba Ogaga. Kenny Ogba Ogaga. Professor. Who has a name that starts with like an M? Just said Maria. Maria. <laughs> because I was looking at you there, I'm seeing an M on your forehead. I saw God putting a garment on somebody called Jonathan. My first name. Professor. Professor. In 2013, you are not supposed to be here. Hey! You had surgery. Major surgery. I looked at you and I saw an x-ray. I saw your body beyond the flesh. And the Lord told me that we need to pray for his lungs. I'm sick right now. Where? Alone. You've seen me before. I've never seen you before. How yeah. can I know these things? The one thing about you, you are real. <laughs> so I am trying to understand what these two angels are saying because I'm hearing one saying. God with us, and the other one is saying Emmanuel. Uh, what is that? It's not Emmanuel. I saw him go, and he was looking for something like one or two. Okay, this is my partner. I saw him doing this, throwing seeds. When people are throwing seeds, it means they have a calling, a pastoral calling to feed people and to raise people. Huh? You said what? I saw an interesting thing. I saw, I think, 6300. When I got to this place, I saw an address like 8111. The angel told me, walk five steps. I walked five steps and I saw like unit five. I saw a two. I saw a nine. I saw another nine. I saw a three. I saw a zero. I saw a B. It's like a pay view or something like that. But, huh? I don't know what this is. I'm seeing an D, an R, and an N. But I don't. 
seeing a company that has like an IS something. I can't see the whole thing. But I'm seeing like an I and S something entertainment. It's a very strange word. I used to have a business called ICM Entertainment, so it's I <laughs> In the realm of the spirit, you see what is on your shirt. The Lord said me your name is what is on your shirt. What is your name? Rose. What do you have on your shirt? I don't know why. Where is my mama Ghana power? I saw fire jumping from her and coming to you. And I'm trying to understand why. When I looked at you, I saw her. When I saw her, I saw you. Are you a nurse? You're in the medical field. Yeah. Go to her, put the mic on her. I'm a nurse. Were you married before? Divorce. Okay, go to my mama Ghana. I'm divorced. I saw somebody else with a name like Campbell. Campbell. As I was walking in the realms of the spirit, God says that he's about to bless the Campbell family. Prophesy. I saw somebody in the Bible called Anna, but God said no, Anne. Tracy Anne. Ah. Prophesy. I saw God taking words and ran with it to the ends of the world. What does he do? Who is like Ogaga Ogaga? Do you know somebody called Kenny? Kenny, that's me. Is Kenny Ogba Ogaga. Kenny Ogba Ogaga. Professor. Who has a name that starts with like an M? Just said Maria. Maria. <laughs> because I was looking at you there, I'm seeing an M on your forehead. I saw God putting a garment on somebody called Jonathan. My first name. Professor. Professor. In 2013, you are not supposed to be here. Hey! You had surgery. Major surgery. I looked at you and I saw an x-ray. I saw your body beyond the flesh. And the Lord told me that we need to pray for his lungs. I'm sick right now. Where? In the lungs. You've seen me before. I've never seen you before. How yeah. can I know these things? The one thing about you, you are real. <laughs> so I am trying to understand what these two angels are saying because I'm hearing one saying. God with us, and the other one is saying Emmanuel. Uh, what is that? It's like Emmanuel. I saw him go, and he was looking for something like one or two. Okay, this is my apartment. I saw him doing this, throwing seeds. When people are throwing seeds, it means they have a calling, a pastoral calling to feed people and to raise people. Huh? You said what? I saw an interesting thing. I saw, I think, 6300. When I got to this place, I saw an address like 8111. The angel told me, walk five steps. I walked five steps and I saw like unit five. 
I saw a two. I saw a nine. I saw another nine. I saw a three. I saw a zero. I saw a B. It's like a pay view or something like that. But eh? I don't know what this is. I'm seeing a D, an R, and an N, but I don't. I'm seeing a company that has like an I S something. I can't see the whole thing, but I'm seeing like an I and S something entertainment. It's a very strange word. I used to have a business called I C Entertainment, so it's I S. So I am trying to understand what these two angels are saying because I'm hearing one saying, God with us, and the other one is saying Emmanuel. Uh, what is that? It's like Emmanuel. I saw him go and he was looking for something like one or two. Okay, this is my apartment. I saw him doing this, throwing seeds. When people are throwing seeds, it means they have a calling, a pastoral calling to feed people and to raise people. Huh? You say what? I saw an interesting thing. I saw, I think, 6300. When I got to this place, I saw an address like 8111. The angel told me, walk five steps. I walked five steps and I saw like unit five. I saw a two. I saw a nine. I saw another nine. I saw a three. I saw a zero. I saw a B. It's like a pay view or something like that. But, eh? I don't know what this is. I'm seeing a D, an R, and an N, but I don't. I'm seeing a company that has like an I S something. I can't see the whole thing, but I'm seeing like an I and S something entertainment. It's a very strange word. I used to have a business called I C Entertainment, so it's I S. Hallelujah. God bless everybody. This is Prophet Lovi, and I am so blessed to be on here with everybody now. And um, I believe that God has something special for us this day. I want you to let somebody know. I want you to share with somebody and tell them Prophet Lovi is live right now. And I believe that God is going to bless us with fresh revelation from heaven. So I want everybody to let somebody know that the Prophet is live and I know that God is going to do a new thing for each and everybody that is coming on. Today I want to talk about releasing the sulam or releasing the anointing. Now when we talk about the sulam, we are talking about a specific anointing that Jacob received. That I also, by the grace of God, had the experience that I've been teaching about for the past few weeks. Is it a week or two? Maybe two weeks. About two weeks. So... I want you to be a partaker of this and I want you to be blessed uh, 
as you listen to what God is saying this day. I, I, I pray for you all and I pray that wherever you are, that the Lord Jesus will open your spiritual ears and your spiritual eyes to understand what the Spirit of God is saying. Listen to me. Yesterday I spoke a little bit about deliverance and I said the greatest deliverance is deliverance from ignorance. Deliverance from ignorance. So the more you know what makes you spiritual is your ability to know the things of the Spirit. The Bible says, a carnal mind is an enmity with God. So meaning that we have a carnal mind and we have a spiritual mind. Now, a mind, your mind is where your thoughts bubble. They, they bubble in your mind. So if in your mind you don't have the spiritual information, then you will not be as spiritual as God actually has created you to be or as God has desired for you to be. Because what makes one spiritual is their ability to know spiritual things. I don't know if somebody is catching me. Wherever you are, I just want you to know that God desires to make you spiritual. But it is impossible for you to be spiritual if you don't have spiritual information. Listen to this. My people perish because of lack of knowledge. Not lack of prayer. Not lack of reading the Bible but lack of knowledge, meaning information. Faith is information. Faith is simply based on information. People tell you, you know, the Bible says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. It's information. <laughs> if you really summarize it, the Bible is simply telling you, when you know what God knows and other people don't know, you're in faith. Ah, I hope I made that easy for somebody. When you know something that other people don't know, then you are in faith. When you know something that God has spoken, other people don't know, other people cannot see it. But through your situation, you see it and you act upon it, you are in faith. Because faith is a heart that believes God. I hope somebody is catching this. So I want God to equip you this day. I want God by his sovereign mercy and his grace to equip you that your life and my life will change to the glory of the Lord Jesus. So I want you to share this wherever you are. I want you to share this on, on, on whether you're on YouTube, you're on Periscope. I want you to share it. I want you to subscribe to my YouTube channel. Even if you're on Facebook, I want you to subscribe on YouTube. If you're on YouTube and you're watching this in passing, I want you to subscribe to it. Now, I want you to know this. Today, I'm going to talk about sonship. Now, the reason why it's very important for you to learn how to release the anointing, you learn to release the anointing through sonship first. Sonship is one of the most misunderstood things in the body of Christ. Sonship is one of the most misunderstood things in the body of Christ. Now, there is a reason why the Bible talks about sonship. Now, somebody who does not understand will say, well, what about, uh, uh, what about, uh, uh, why is it only talking about sons? Is it being sexist? But that's not what it means. You have to understand the term. 
a son inherits what his father has. So spiritually, we are all sons unto God because we are inheritors of what he has. But remember, only sons can inherit. My neighbor cannot inherit what God has given me. Only my son Andrew can inherit what God has given me physically. Somebody who is not connected to me spiritually cannot inherit what I carry spiritually. Only my spiritual sons and daughters can take what I carry spiritually. An example is the word son simply means one in close relationship with a parent. A child is just a baby. <laughs> can be anybody's child. But a son is one in close relationship with the parent. That's what a son is. The Bible says, unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. This is in the book of Isaiah. I believe, is, is it Isaiah 9? I'm not sure, I can't remember. Unto us a son is, unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. Notice, a child is born, but a son is given. Jesus the son, the one in close relationship with God the father, was given. Isaiah 9, right? Can, can you read it? Isaiah 9 what? Okay, read, the, read it. What does it say? Mm -hmm. I, I'll read it. It's okay. Stop right there. So notice the child is born, but only a son is given. <laughs> I hope somebody's catching this. Where's my pen? I love when God speaks to me, I like to mark it in my Bible. It says this, For unto us, Isaiah chapter 9 verse 6, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. And the government shall be upon his shoulders, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Now you have to understand this. A child was born, which was the man Jesus, but the son of God was given. That is why the Bible says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Notice what he's saying. What does only begotten mean? Only begotten son, because God has many children. Even angels are his children. We're his children, but why is God saying his only begotten son? That's a weird statement. I want you to really think about it. Because what happened to Moses? I thought Moses was also one of your children, God. What, what happened to Jeremiah? I thought Jeremiah was one of your children. What about Samuel? You said, my people who are called after my name, meaning that you, you cannot be called after a name of a stranger. You're called after your father's name. If my people who are called by my name. But the problem is none of the sons were in close relationship with him. So he never called them sons in the sense. But Jesus, he said, my only begotten son, meaning the only one in the closest relationship with me. That is why when Jesus came and gave his life, we became also in close relationship with the father because Jesus was the closest to him. So he's the only one who can bring us to the father because he's the only one who knows the father closer than anybody else. So no angel can appear to you 
No angel can appear to you. Nobody can appear to you. Nobody can manifest himself to you that will bring you, bring you closer to God the Father than the Lord Jesus because he's the only one who is the way to the Father, the closest in relationship. I pray that somebody will have a revelation of Jesus. I pray that somebody will have a revelation of Jesus. That is what sonship is. One in close relationship with their father or their mother. I, I feel like I'm talking to myself. Are people catching this? Facebook, are you there? 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 Periscope, are you there? YouTube, are you there? So there's a difference between being a child of God and being a son of God. <laughs> so many believers are children of God, but they're not sons of God. Because there is a difference between a child of God and a son of God. Because a child is born, but a son is given. So, so many big people have become children of God, meaning God birthed them. But they are not sons because they don't have close relationship with him. So the guys in Revelation that come and tell God, God, but I did this, but God, I did that in your name. He says, get away from me. I don't know you. Why doesn't he know them? If you don't know somebody, what does it mean? You have no relationship with them. Maybe you met them one time and they are coming to claim you. <laughs> I don't know if this is making sense. The guys in Revelation that you see is saying, depart from me, you workers of evil, for I do not know you. He's simply saying like, I have no relationship with you. Stop claiming me. I have nothing to do with you. Listen, don't be a child of God. Become a son of God. I'll say that again. Don't be a child of God. Become a son of God. Be become one that can inherit what the father truly has. Not one that will be a partaker of what the father has but has no relationship. An example is this. The prodigal son. The prodigal son. The prodigal son went to his father. He was a child. Went to his father and said, give me my inheritance. Now you have to know, a child, uh, you have to be evil to go and tell your dad, give me my inheritance when they are alive. Because inheritance is only given when somebody is dead. Is that not true? So if somebody is coming and telling you, give me my inheritance, you know there's wickedness inside of them. Because notice, he did not worry about, I want to, uh, I want to serve my father better. He did not worry about being somebody that will, will enter into what the father has or, or join himself with what the father has, what the family business is and things like that. He just wanted what the father has because he gave birth to him. Meaning there was no what? No relationship. And then there was the other brother. 
that was busy serving but did not know that serving is not what makes you have a relationship with God. Because you can serve me, but if you don't know me and you don't know what is inside of me, yes, you are close, but not close enough for me to share secret things that are in my heart. So both one was obeying the father out of trying to prove the father that I am the one you should give me things. And the other one just wanted something that was supposed to be his because he's a child. I'll come back to this and make it more clear and just help somebody to understand this more. Go to John. Go to the book of John. Go to the book of John. Go to the book of John, chapter number uno. Hmm. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And it's going to be... Verse 12. But as many as received him, to them gave he the power to become. He gave them the ability to become something else other than a child. Because when you receive him, he has birthed you. But he did not just birth you, he gave you the ability to become. So you don't get saved to remain a child of God. You get saved to become sons of God. I wish somebody would catch, capture this revelation. I wish somebody this would just enter their spirit and they will understand like, listen, I've been playing games, I need to get serious with God. Because what determines the anointing that will work in you or how it will work in you is whose orders are you carrying out? Because you can never be a person of authority and power without being under authority and power. Because God does not give you power to carry out your will. God gives you power to carry out his will. Is somebody catching this? Is somebody getting this? Mike Jack, God bless you. So sonship brings you to a place where God can share secrets of the heart with you. There are people who can be around me all the time, but I will never give them what is inside of me. Because they are associated with prophet, but prophet is not their father. Notice Elijah gave Elisha because Elisha became a servant, wanted to serve him. Because you know God by serving him. Not just doing things, but serving what is in his heart. Elijah gave Elisha what he was carrying within a few months of being with him versus the sons of the prophets that were with him for years to the point that when God was about to release Elijah to go home into heaven, 
he had to look for somebody who was not even operating in the prophetic to give him what Elijah was carrying. Because God knew these were children of the prophets, but they are not my children. They will never obey me and do what I want. So my prayer is for somebody that is watching. You will actually learn what is true sonship and how can I truly become a son of God. Notice Jesus never said I am a child of God. Do you know that? Jesus never said I am a child of God. He said I am the son of God. Whoever is a son becomes likened to his father. A child doesn't have to be your own. I feel like I'm by myself here. I feel like I'm talking to myself. Telemande kia araba se. Tebre kia savakushta. Kariga sonte le brande liga sove. Telebasu katalamande le prande dia savakia sava. I don't know if somebody is catching me. So you don't become. You don't enter into what the secret things of God by simply being a child. Now. God will not let you in. Remember God wants to give everybody what he has. That's why Jesus came. But why isn't everybody entering into it? Because people don't understand sonship. The Bible says it like this. Let me just tell you, can I give it raw? Uh, can I give it to you raw? Somebody just type, Papa give it raw or prophet give it raw. And I will tell you a truth that you may be running away from all your life. But I will tell you the truth. Hallelujah. I want to give a truth that will shock somebody. Listen to this. You can never see God apart from a man. You can never see God outside of another man. It is a man that will introduce you to an invisible God. But an invisible God cannot be made known to you in that way. He will use a man. That is why the Lord Jesus, to save humanity, God, to save humanity, had to take the form of a human being. Why did he become human? Because it is impossible for you to enter into what is not human unless another human being brings you into it. Can you guys check that, please? So the problem is, the problem is, the problem is, every single person, let me tell you, this is a lie from hell. Listen to this carefully. This is a lie from hell. I don't know if somebody is ready to hear this lie from hell. This is a real lie from hell. A real lie from hell. If somebody ever tells you find God for yourself, it's a lie from, from hell. It's impossible to find God for yourself. <laughs> if anybody comes to you and tells you you can find Jesus for yourself, it's a lie. 
there's no truth to it. I'll tell you why there's no truth to it. Listen to this. If you can find God for yourself, why did God give apostles? Why did God give evangelists? Why did God give pastors? Why did God give prophets? Why did God give apostles? It means that these guys are useless. You don't need them. If somebody is telling you, you can find God apart from the instruments that God made available for you to encounter him, it's a lie from hell. But you see, it sounds so, it sounds so spiritual. The Bible says that a, a form of godliness, there are people who will bring you a form of godliness, but there is no God in it. Everybody that has ever encountered the Lord Jesus, the Lord Jesus sends them to a man. Me, myself, I have a father. I have a spiritual father. Yet the Lord appeared to me. I have a father. Because there are things that God will not teach you unless he teaches you through a man. Because before you can maximize your spiritual capacity, you must maximize your physical capacity. Listen to this carefully. The Bible says, and Jesus. Let me show this in the Bible because somebody will say, Prophet Lovi came up with this. I want you to find, listen to this. <laughs> Let me find it. <laughs> ah, this one is this one is crazy. Are you are you are you ready? Uh huh. Already. Listen to this carefully. Hebrews chapter five verse eight. Hebrews chapter number five verse eight. Hebrews chapter number 5 verse 8. Hebrews chapter number 5 verse 8. Hold on, I'll read it. I got this one. Uh, Hebrews chapter number 5 verse number 8. Are you ready? Listen to this. Though he were a son, do you see the capital S? Yeah. Close relationship, greater than anybody. That's why there's a capital S. Though he was a son, yet he learnt, learnt he what? Obedience by the things which he what? Suffered. <laughs> Do you know why Jesus needed to learn? This is God. God is learning obedience. God has never been ordered. <laughs> He's born into the world of men. He's reincarnated himself and came into the world of men. Joseph is saying, Jesus... Go fix that table. Mary is saying, Jesus, today you're washing the dishes. The, the dishes. Jesus, today uh, you go, go clean your room. He is learning obedience because he was... He, God has never been obedient to anybody. He is God. Ah, uh, uh, he's never... Nobody has ever told him, you, go do this without any... I beg, I pray thee, oh Lord, merciful... <laughs> Do this unto me. For the first time in his life, God, in his eternal life, eternal everlasting life, which has no beginning, no end. For the first time, God is learning obedience. Ah, <laughs> God is too much. I feel like I'm by myself. <laughs> Let me see some people's comments.
<laughs> uh, I don't know if somebody's catching this. Let's hear some com let's hear some com comments. The uncreated creator is learning obedience. Because the only thing that qualifies him to really be a son is somebody that can follow instruction. The Lord Jesus, God Almighty, whom there is no other like, he's learning obedience. Some of us here, some of us here, if somebody came and told you, do this, ah, you say, hey, that's not for me to do. Now the word the word suffered there is is patho p a s c h o patho means to feel or have a sensible or to be affected or to have been affected in a good sense to be well off in a good case it's like something that wasn't bad but he felt it Jesus can you go grab that ah. <laughs> that is why you find every time he would say something I must be about my father's business before he could be of good use to his father in heaven he was of good use to his father Joseph because in order for him to receive what Joseph was carrying you have to understand that the Lord Jesus' father is God God gave birth to himself through a woman. All right? We have what? 46 chromosomes. Is it chromosomes? Is it 46? 46. 23, 23. Right? So he had 23 from his mother, but he had 23 from himself. <laughs> All right? <laughs> But for him to be the son of Joseph, he had to align himself spiritually with Joseph because Joseph was the descendant of David. Jesus wasn't. Jesus was the creator of David, but he wasn't a descendant of David. So in order for him to have what David had, he had to submit himself spiritually to what David was carrying in order for him to be son of David. Now, if he was not somebody who can align himself properly with David, then the spiritual heritage that David was carrying inside of, uh, inside of him that went even unto Joseph, Jesus would not receive it. I'm going to say it again. I'm going to say it again, and I'm going to say it the best way that I can. Unless you come to understand this truth, unless you come to learn this truth, you will always be somebody who is stuck in one place, spiritually, stuck in one place, hoping that a new level will come, hoping that a new dimension will be re released, hoping that this and this will change, but nothing is going to happen because you have simply not complied to the spiritual alignment that God needs. Listen to this. Let me give you a practical example. The first commandment with a promise has to do with sonship. 
honor thy father and mother and you shall live a long life. It shall be well with you. Not only will you increase your life, but it will be well with you all your life. If you don't honor God, you think you live long. <laughs> God knew that if he says honor me, people will pretend. So he said, if you want to live long, don't come to me, don't ask me. Go find your father and mother and begin to honor them. Whether they are good or bad. Why? Because honor has nothing to do with something what somebody is doing. Has to do with their position and where God has placed them. I feel like I'm by myself. I feel like I'm all alone. I feel like I'm all alone. I don't know if somebody is capturing this. <laughs> I hope somebody is capturing this. I hope this is entering somebody's spirit. I hope this is entering somebody's spirit. So God knew if he says that honor me, people will pretend. God knew 100%. Everybody will pretend. Every single person will pretend. You want to live long, don't ask God. Go find a father. Go find a mother and honor them. Meaning your father may be evil. Honor them. What is that? That's obedience. True obedience is not because somebody is good to you. True obedience is because you have understood the value of being a son. Let me tell you the truth. There are sons that God gave me and daughters that God gave me that I wanted to give them the world. But correction made them run away. Immediately I knew, even though I love them, they are not sons and they are not daughters. There are some, and anybody who knows me, as a father, I'm very generous, not only spiritually but materially. Yeah. But if I start giving myself to you, and then I realize there is no honor inside of you, I back off. So you can never, let me tell you, to be anointed is one thing. Every believer is anointed. Yeah. Listen to me. To be anointed is not something special. Even the devil is anointed. So don't make it a big deal of you being anointed. Listen to what listen to this. Yesterday we read it in, 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 in Corinthians. Paul said something that was very shocking. He said, I knew a man who was caught up even unto heaven. But I don't boast of my experiences, my spiritual experiences. I don't boast of those things. But this one thing I boast of. My infirmities, because it has made the power of Christ rest upon me. I am no special than anybody, but my infirmities have made me to submit myself to God. Some people will never know that they have weaknesses unless they have somebody to correct them. To be anointed is not special. Not at all. Because everybody that is born again has a measure of the anointing. That is why we have great men of God and small men of God. Not because the great men of God are actually better. But you notice something about men of success. They are very good at following protocol. They are principle-based people. Anybody that is successful 
whether it is spiritual, whether it is physical, they are very, very methodical people. One of my sons is a well-known athlete. Okay, very known, uh, well-known athlete. He does not make a big decision unless he calls me. I'm not saying everybody should call me for a big decision. He knows if I told, tell him, it's going to be okay. He will listen. If I tell him do this and do that, he will do it exactly how I tell him to. And when I talk, he will keep everybody quiet and he will quiet himself to actually really listen. That is sonship. God knows who will carry out his will by when he sends a man or a woman to you, if you listen to them or not. Because everybody is, you know, it's easy to obey somebody or to follow somebody because of their greatness. If Bill Gates comes and says, hey, what's up? You'll be his best friend because of who he is. Because of what he has. But if he was just a homeless person and came and said, what's up? Will you hug him? Will you shake his hand? Will you sit down and eat with him? I feel like I'm here by myself. I see the spiritualist. I call him the spiritualist. Uh, Prophet Glovis is on here. I, I just want somebody to understand this. And the reason why I'm teaching this is because God gave me a mandate. He gave me a serious mandate to raise people of power. I'm not here to just teach you how, how to... Uh, 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 I'm not here to just come and tell you how, how Jesus loves you. I'm teaching you how to love the Lord Jesus back because that's how you grow. He says, unless I be in you and you in me. Unless I be in you and you in me. Unless I be in you and you in me. You can do nothing. So we have a lot of Christians who can do nothing because Jesus is only in them and they are not in him. You will be powerless. You will not have anything that will change anybody. You will not have anything of great measure that can bring somebody out of darkness. Because Jesus is simply in you, you are not in him. The Bible says that we have to be the life that we live in the flesh. We live it through the son of God, through the faith of the son of God. Meaning it is Jesus in us and us in him. When people see you, they see Jesus. They no longer see you, they see him. Less of me and more of you. But how can there be more of him if you're not in him and him in you? It's not a one-way street. That's why we have so many powerless people. Paul, the great apostle, the apostle Paul said something that was very interesting. He said, follow me as I follow Jesus. If you want to see any great man or woman of God in this world, even just in business or in the world, they are all people with mentors. I mean, you can look at people like Ty Lopez. He's one of the known entrepreneurs. He's always doing something. Talks about his mentor all the time. If people in the world understand the value of a mentor, they know that if I have somebody, I have cut my journey in short. Who are you listening to? If somebody comes and tells you, Find Jesus for yourself. It's a lie from the pit of hell, I'm telling you. There is nowhere in the Bible it tells you go and find God for yourself. 
Moses would never be Moses unless he met Reuel or who people call Jethro. Jethro was a priest. He was a pastor. He's the one who taught, jo- who taught Moses the ways of God. He's the one who pointed him to the mountain of God. He had no idea. You find that to the point that people think that Joseph, uh, Moses just was just a great... No, Moses had a spiritual father. You notice that Moses, when he was in the camp of the children of Israel, something interesting happens. Something very in- interesting happens. Moses is busy spending the day correcting people and settling cases. His father-in-law Jethro, who was his spiritual father, comes to visit him. And he finds Moses spending the whole day correcting people and solving cases. And he told him, what you are doing is evil. He said, how can you do such an evil thing? Raise leaders among your people. Let them solve their own problems. And if it's too much, let them come to you. Then you can solve it. And the Bible says that Moses immediately did it. Notice God did not come and tell him, Moses, raise elders that will solve problems. It took somebody with experience that walked with God to teach him this. Samuel, even though he was a prophet, he was a child of the, prom- of the promise. Samuel needed Eli to know how God speaks. To know how to respond to God so that God can speak to him. God would just call his name. As long as Samuel got it wrong, God was not going to speak the the second word. God never directed him beyond that. God kept quiet. Samuel, as long as he went to Eli, as long as he did not respond, he remained in the same place. But the moment he went to Eli, a man that God stopped talking to. But that man was still the key for him to hear God. And you notice that Samuel never stopped honoring him. Samuel never changed the way he dealt with him. Samuel, let me tell you the truth. To the day that Samuel left this world, the voice of God to Samuel always sounded like Eli. This is the secret of the prophetic. Let me just tell you the secret of the prophetic. Every time I prophesy, I hear the voice of my father. Because remember, God is the word, meaning he has no voice. The voice of God sounds like what? The sound of many waters, meaning that it is beyond our ability to comprehend. It is not something that you can... Have you ever heard the sound of many waters? What, what does that even mean? He did, not, he did not even say it was the sound of a waterfall. <laughs> the sound of many waters. Is it like a wave of the ocean? Is it like rain? What is this? It means that it's not a human thing. So a human being can only hear the voice of God through a source that is human-like. That is why the word became flesh. Because without it becoming flesh, you would have never known we can call God that. It took Jesus for us to know that we can look at God and say, Daddy, if a human being did not come, who was God? To show us that we can call God that would have remained the same. I, I, I feel like we should get offline. And my heart is just. <sighs> Listen children of God. I'm so passionate about the Lord. These things. These things. I take them so. So deep in my heart. They are not. They are not like. Things I take lightly. 
How can you be the, the, the son or the daughter of Prophet Lovi? You, you, you are full of drama. When your spiritual father is not a drama person. How can you carry what God has given me if you're not invested in what God has given me to do? The disciple of Jesus, the disciples of Jesus became powerful because they entered. They entered into the assignment of the Lord Jesus. They were not doing their own will. They were doing their master's will. So the 12 knew God through Jesus. You notice after the Lord left, they began to say, Thank you, Father, the Father of our Lord Jesus, because they knew that they were carrying the assignment of the Father because of what the Lord Jesus gave them. You can never release the anointing unless you are under authority and in an assignment. Because God is not just giving people power for the heck of it. Let me tell you something. God can, God, can, God can anoint you. Listen to this carefully. I want you to capture this very carefully. God can give you power, but if you're in the wrong place, the power will never work. God can anoint somebody. God can make somebody powerful. But as long as you're out of your assignment, your power will never show. When you are where you're supposed to be, you will shine. If you're where you're not supposed to be, even though you're anointed, you will struggle. Let me tell you the honest truth. When somebody is serving God, in reality, if you're truly in the assignment of God, finances should never be a problem. Resources to carry out what God wants you to do should not be a problem. Let me tell you why I am a true believer of this. Whose work are you doing? Is it your work or God's work? <laughs> Listen to this carefully. I want you to capture this. I'm not saying there will not be difficult times. Difficult times will always be there because they are there to train us, right? But capture this carefully. Think about what I just said carefully. How, how? We, will we become powerful if you are out of our assignment? What mandate has God given you? Because not everybody is sent to the nations. Not everybody is sent to the byways and the highways. Because not everybody is an evangelist. Not everybody is an apostle. Not everybody is a bishop. Not everybody is whatever God has called you to do. Unless you understand your place... You will always be somebody that will struggle. It is God. It is God's work. If God tells me, I want you to go to China right now and I will show you what to do. I will leave everything. I promise you and God knows this. I will give up everything and go. I've already given up a lot of things. But guess what? With everything that I ever gave up, God gave me more than I gave up. Because wherever God sends you, he will also make a provision for it. Because it's his work. It's not my work. I'm not preaching about myself. I'm not talking about myself. I'm not coming to save a soul for myself. All of this is unto him. So if he truly called me and I am in my assignment, I will not struggle. God will send helpers that will help me to fulfill what I'm supposed to do.
so many of you that are watching me, God has called you to minister. But you're positioned wrong. That is why the church is not growing. That is why there is no increase. That is why finances are always a problem. Why? Of course ministry takes money. But if it's God's work, will not God send people to help you in what you're doing? Will God not give you resources in order for you to bless people so that they can bless the work of God to go on? He will do that because it's his work. So we are failing because there's no true sonship. Being a son means somebody that is in close, intimate relationship with the parent. We have so many children of God, but we have very few sons of God. Let's go to the Bible. Let's go to the Bible uh, as fast as we can. My spirit is so stirred up and uh, I'm feeling some kind of way. Romans chapter 8 verse 14. Everybody go to Romans chapter 8 verse 14. Romans 8 14. This is very serious. Do you realize this? There is no one who can ever be connected to me genuinely and struggle. Uh, It's not in our DNA. God made me go through a lot of things so that my sons and daughters don't have to experience it. So that their way might be easier than mine. Uh, I don't know if somebody is catching this. That is is the desire. That, That is my genuine desire. Do you have it, Bishop? Do you have it? Okay, read that one. I'm going to read another one. Go ahead. Read as loud as you can so everybody can hear. Yeah, yeah, Romans 8, no, no, 14. Romans 8, 14. Romans 8, 14. Mm-hmm. Romans 8, 14. Romans 8, 14. Mm-hmm. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, mm-hmm. they are the sons of God. Now listen to that statement. Read that statement again. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, They are the sons of God. So, what does it take to be led? It means you have to be number one teachable. You have to be a good listener. And you have to be somebody that is obedient. You have to be teachable. You have to be able to listen. And you have to be able to be obedient. And you have to be able to follow instruction. So how many people fully follow the instruction of the Holy Spirit? As many as are led by the Spirit, they are the sons of God. We are not saying you're not going to heaven. You are a child of God. You have entered into the family of God. But are you in close relationship with God? That is only determined if the Holy Spirit is leading you. That is only determined by the leading of the Spirit. (laughs) Ah... So we read this thing and people don't really understand what the Bible is saying. How teachable are you? Because to be led, it means I don't know where I'm going, so I'm being shown the way. To be led, it means I don't have much understanding, so I need somebody to give me understanding of where I am going. 
To be, led, to be led means I don't know any better, so I need somebody that knows better to be my guide. That's what, being le- that's what a leader is. The difference between a boss and a leader, a leader works with his people to get them to a certain level. A boss commands his people. God wants to lead his people by bringing them up. And God will send different people to raise you up to that place. Listen to me. If you cannot obey your pastor, if you cannot obey your father and mother, the Holy Spirit cannot lead you. Because if you follow the Holy Spirit and you don't listen to the ones that he set to help you, you're not obeying him. You're disobedient. You're not being led by him. You're a child of God. You will make heaven because this has nothing to do with heaven. This has something to do with how I'm going to release the power of God. I don't know if this is too much. Maybe... uh I don't know if this is too much. Are people following? I want you to keep sharing. I want you to keep subscribing on YouTube, on Facebook. I want you to make sure that you stay connected. I've seen so many people just come. Ah, Prophet Lovi, I just need somebody to mentor me in my gifting and this and this. But they don't know that you can never do anything for God unless you receive. It's a spiritual thing. Will you ever, let me ask you a question. Think about this carefully. Let's think about this correctly. If you are in business, okay, Let's say I'm in business. I'm in business and my business is selling fish. This is just an example. Will I help another person who is selling fish in the same market that I am in to sell better than me? I'm asking a question. You can answer. Now you're answering like you're afraid. You will never help somebody outsell you. So God will never give somebody something that will compete with him in what he's doing. Because if God anoints you now, you start doing your own thing and not following what God himself is, wants you to do. You are now leading people another direction than what God wants you to lead people. So what will he do? He won't do that. If you come to Prophet Lovi and your desire is not truly to carry out the assignment... You want what he's carrying, but you're not willing to carry out the assignment that God has given him. Do you realize everybody that Moses imparted into carried out what God had given Moses to do? Joshua and the other elders, their service was to the children of Israel. Do you think he was going to give somebody something that was just going to Egypt and do something? Nah. That is why you don't give your inheritance to your neighbor. You give it to your own children. I want to see Andrew do better than any child out there so that he can also give other people an opportunity to do great. 
but I won't go and give what is supposed to be his first to somebody else. And this is physically I'm speaking about. So spiritually, I will only pour out what God has put inside me to somebody that knows this one will run for Jesus the way I'm running for Jesus. This one will be able to do what God has given to do for me to do even better than I will do it. That's why Elijah gave it to Elisha. He already anointed Elisha. Elisha said, I want a double portion of what you're carrying. I want two times of what you're carrying. Even Elijah was shocked. He said, this is a difficult thing, but nevertheless, you, I will give it to you if you will see me living. I will take off my own clothes and give it to you. What does clothes mean? Covering. I will take what was my covering and I will make it yours. Now in order for you to receive somebody's covering, you have to see their nakedness. What does that mean? It means there may be some things you will not like. They may have some mistakes. They may have some things that you don't quite understand. But what does that do? It teaches you honor. It builds you to be somebody honorable. This is what we don't have in the church. Very few people understand this. Very few people understand this. How can we become people of power? How can we become people that can change the world? How can we become people that will manifest the living Jesus in a way that others have never seen if we don't have somebody who is showing us who Jesus is really like? Let me show you another verse. Go to <laughs> go to go go to go to uh the same chapter, I believe um let me look at my notes really quick. Uh, thank you, Lord Jesus. Go to verse 44. Romans 8:44. I believe it's 24, 24. No, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on, I think I wrote it wrong. Uh... Give me one second. Um, let me see this. Because I want to read this because I don't want anybody to say, yeah, <laughs> Prophet Lovi is making these things up. Um, I hope somebody is learning something. I hope somebody is learning something. Okay, here, here it is. Okay, here it is. It's John 8. I wrote Romans. It's John 8, 44. John chapter 8, verse 44. Listen to this. <laughs> Are you ready? Yes. <laughs> Listen to what Jesus is saying. Let's start from verse 42. John chapter 8, verse 42. Listen to what it says. It says, Jesus said unto them, If God were your father, you would love me. 
for I proceed forth and I came from God. Neither came I for myself, but he sent me. So every man of God and woman of God that comes to you is not coming of themselves, but they are coming because God sent them. So you will love them because you love God and you understand what God is doing. You see, there is spiritual perspective is revelation. When you have the ability to see spiritually or understand spiritual things, it becomes a revelation. So imagine your pastor comes to you, but you are seeing this one was sent from God and by God to come and bless me. You will receive them differently because now you're looking at it through the eyes of revelation. If you just look at them, yeah, that's my pastor. He preaches a good word. You will miss everything spiritual that they are carrying. Is this making sense? Now look at this, 43. Why do you not understand my speech? Let's look at this. I want to help somebody to capture this. And I'm going to finish with this maybe. <laughs> I want you to look at this. I want, I want you to see this so that you, you, you really get it. It enters into your bones. Okay? <laughs> I, want you to, I want this to enter, to enter your bones. Listen to what Jesus is saying. The word speech, speech there is Lila. Lila. It's spelled L-A-L-I-A. Listen to what it means. It means dialect, a dialect, or mode of speech, pronunciation, <laughs> Or native language. So Jesus is saying, why are you not understanding my native language? If we were from the same country and from the same nation, you would know what I'm saying. I want you to understand this. If somebody is from the Congo, when, I, when they speak Lingala, I am so connected because I feel like I am home. For a second I enter, even their expressions I cannot make in English, but in, in Lingala, the language of my father, I will make expressions that it's impossible. Yeah. What does Chai mean? Chai doesn't mean anything, but it's an expression from where we come from. Yeah. So in your own tongue, you can make expressions that it is impossible to make with the language that you adopted. So meaning that there are things that I will say that only somebody who understands or, or who knows where I'm from will catch it. When my son Claudius, the, the, uh, Pastor Claudius and, and, and Apostle uh, John speak together, when I see when I see when I see them talking and they speak in Shona, you hear some. You just know you guys are up to something that is no good, because that's the only way you see them laughing. You're like, okay, we are all here, guys. Can we laugh also? But if you try to translate it, it's no longer funny. It doesn't even carry the same weight. <laughs> I feel like I'm by myself. Capro soto. I feel like I'm by myself. I don't know if people are following. <laughs> 
Aleluia. Aleluia. I don't know if somebody is catching this. Ah, my son Tim said, no, no, that's, no, no, no. That's, ah, that's uh, my brother, Tim. Tim said, this is uh, television material. Uh, prophesy. <laughs> so if somebody like my, my, my son, Prophet Maluk, he speaks French. He's from Cameroon, but I speak French too. When we speak, there's a, there's a way I can express myself to him that is different. When I talk to my brother, Prophet Glovis, there is an intimacy we have that has our own language that we started making words like Aladdin. What does that even mean? Nothing. But it's because of relationship. When I talk with, the, when if, if all my sons, everybody in this house knows, the moment I'm on the phone with Prophet EJ, you know I'm with Prophet EJ. Yeah. Because there is a way we talk, there is a language that we develop because of our closeness. I don't know if somebody's catching this. But the moment somebody comes to his own, remember the Bible says that he came unto his own and his own received him not. If I come to you and I tell you, I want you to do this, I want you to go there, I want you to take care of this, and you respond differently, I know you're not understanding my, my speech. I know we are not of the same people. We don't come from the same place. There are more disobedient people in churches now than you have ever seen. Yet people want to be powerful. People are praying, God send a revival. Uh, God does not send revival to disobedient people. A vision is always carried by one person for the benefit of many. If God gives somebody something to do and you join yourself in them, you become a partaker of it. There is a reason why God made them your pastor and not you. If you know so much about God, go and minister. Let's see how many people you will save. I feel like I'm on my own. <laughs> okay, let's continue. Look at this. Why do you not understand my speech? Even because you cannot hear my words. Notice Jesus is giving two angles. He's saying they cannot understand his native language. And they cannot understand his words. Two things. Not only his speech. Not only his speech. But also his words. If a pastor comes and tells you, hey, uh, you are a member of the church. He tells you, oh, uh, today I want you guys to be some of the people that will be gatekeepers. You're like, what, me? I don't do that kind of stuff. I just come and get a good word and go home. <laughs> you need deliverance. Because you misunderstood his words. You thought it meant you are nothing. But yet you don't understand that it's the greatest privilege to serve in the house of God. I don't know if somebody is catching this. Your pastor is, is preaching. 
because he went overtime. You grab your stuff and you, I, I, I gotta go. Obviously, there are things that are emergency that people have to go. Man, I just can't listen more than two hours. I gotta go. You walk out. It shows that that person doesn't have anything of value that benefits you. You know, we think all this, remember, God sees our heart based on how we treat one another. So your revelation of love determines how you treat one another. And remember, God is love. So my revelation of love determines how I treat other people. I feel like I'm by myself. So my revelation of Jesus determines how I'm teaching other people, how I'm talking to other people, how I will walk with other people. That's what it means. I, I, I don't know if I, if I am talking to somebody. Let me, let, me, let me tell you something. I'm going to read something and then, and then we're going to come to that. Listen to what verse 44 says. Now this is the Lord Jesus' conclusion. Because they did not understand his speech and because they did not what? Cannot hear his word. Now let me explain something. The Lord Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice. Right? He did not say, my sheep hear my word. So you have to understand what the Lord Jesus is saying here. My sheep hear my voice. My sheep hear my voice. Now the voice, who is the voice? The voice is a prophet. The voice, the voice is a man or a woman of God bringing the word to you. Because words cannot be carried without a voice. So when the Bible is saying, my sheep hear my voice, people now are saying, God, I just want to hear you. No, you don't begin by hearing him, you begin by hearing his voice. Because within his voice is where his words are. That is why the Lord Jesus said, why can you not understand my speech, sound, and also my words? So notice he was projecting two things because you cannot release words without a voice. It is sound that carries words. I feel like I'm by myself. I don't know if people are catching what I'm trying to say here. Can I get a paper towel, please? I feel like a, a, a Baptist preacher right now. <laughs> I've become oily <laughs> because of that. <laughs> Is somebody catching me? I want somebody to get this and I want you to get this best way you can. So the voice and the word are two different things. That is where you find the Bible says, and there was a man named John. He was not that light, but he came to bear witness of the light. 
Now when you read first, when you read John, you understand. He says, now there was a man called John. He was not that light, but he came to bear witness of the light. I have come to prepare the way of the Lord. What was he coming to do? He was releasing words and those words were carrying the word. He was releasing a voice that was carrying the word. So when he spoke, he was preparing the ears of people so that when the word comes, they will know that it's the word. So people could not receive. The people who never, let me tell you the truth. The people who never listened to John never received Jesus. Uh, uh, let me stop. I think I'm, I'm over-revelating. I'm telling you the honest truth. The people who never listened to John had no capacity to receive Jesus. Because it was John, the voice in the wilderness, that prepared the way of the Lord. What does that mean? He, he cleaned their ears. He prepared their ears to be accustomed to what the word will sound like. So that when the word comes, they will know him. That is why the Bible is making you know, John was not that light but he came to bear witness to the light was john the only man of god was john the only prophet in his time absolutely not do you realize there was a man of god who had been praying waiting for jesus to be born and god told him you will not die until you see the messiah and this was a man of god in the temple For him to hear God and God is telling him, you will not die until you see the Messiah. You are the one who will dedicate the Messiah. What is that telling you? The guy was a prophet. Because remember at that time God had not poured out his spirit for everybody to prophesy. So this guy is prophesying. He knows that he's the one who when they came to dedicate Jesus, he was waiting for them. And took Jesus and, 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 and dedicated him and said, God now you can take me in peace. I have seen what you told me. He was a prophet. Ah, I just feel like ah yeah 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 ah I feel like I'm I feel like I feel like I'm talking to myself. I I feel like I'm by myself. Ah. You will never hear the voice of God until you learn to listen to a man. You can't. It's impossible. Anyone who tells you any other way, they are lying to you. They are deceiving you. Verse 44. Now you know why, God, why the Bible is emphasizing John was not that light. Because John people are afraid of him. People thought that John was Jesus. Do you know that? That to the point that Herod, when he killed John, and he saw Jesus, he thought that John had come back to life. You have to understand the caliber of prophet that John was. John was prophesying what was happening in the palace without being in the palace. That the king was threatened. His wife was threatened that they planned to kill him. Because he was talking about things that were happening inside the palace. Oh, you killed your brother and took his wife. Repent. Huh. Nobody saw him killing his brother. <laughs> Nobody saw him doing all this. And, and remember, let me explain to you something. In old tradition, it was culture that, let's say an example. If I died, okay? If I died, my brother 
should marry my wife in order to have children for me. That's ancient tradition. Do you understand that? So him marrying the wife of his brother was not technically wrong because the man is dead. But it was wrong because he killed his own brother. How did John know this? Because he was extra deep. Notice John was Jesus' cousin, but he never related to Jesus in any cousin kind of way. He was always spiritual. People feared John. That they thought that Jesus was one of the prophets that had come back. That to the point that Jesus said there is no son of man, that there is no man born of a woman that is greater than John to this day. Meaning John was better than Elijah. John was better than Enoch. John was better than Moses. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, I think it's too much for some people. But Jesus said this, he says, but even the least in the kingdom of God will be greater than him. Why is he saying, yet the least in the kingdom of God will be greater than him? Because whoever has listened to him has the potential to become great. Jesus was not undermining him. He declared that there is no one greater than John. No prophet ever walked on the earth that was bigger than John. I pray the eyes of people's understanding to be unlocked to understand these truths. Is Facebook, how are we doing on Facebook? Facebook, 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 are you there? Mm-hmm. Let me see what people are saying. Labra Kasuva. My daughter Elin said this is extra dessert on a Monday night. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. My daughter Kim Elias said, this is a unique gift to hear the prophet. That's true. It's a blessing. To hear any man of, or woman of God, it's a blessing. Okay, let's look at this. Jesus says, John chapter chapter 8 verse 44 <laughs> Listen to this You are of your father the devil Notice Jesus did not say you are of our father you are of your father and your father is the devil. And the last of your father you will do. The lasts of your father you will do. What is a last? Last is something you cannot control. It just comes naturally out of you. Meaning we also have lasts from our heavenly father. We just want to bless to people. I just want to prophesy to everybody. I just want to lift everybody up. Naturally. The last of your father ye will do. He was a murderer from the beginning and abode not in the truth. Because there is no truth in him. 
when he speaketh a lie, he speaketh his own, he, speak, he speaketh of his own, for he is a liar and the father of it. And because I tell you the truth, ye believe me not. You see, the culture that I have broken in, in, our, in our family, in our spiritual family, and in our church, and what we received, I have received from my spiritual father is this. Akila Davis, God bless you. Thank you for watching from Jamaica. I want you to capture this carefully, and I want you to hear this carefully, everybody. Do you realize this? Jesus never prophesied to his disciples. He prophesied the first time. He prophesied the first time when he met some of them. And also when he sent them on assignment to know what was coming. But he never, the thing that he did to them and for them that was different from everybody else is that he re revealed the mysteries of the kingdom of God. To the public he prophesied, to the public he healed them, to the public he spoke in parables, but to his disciples he sat down and unfolded the word. He gave them revelation. In our family, we like the word of God. We like to teach because this is what makes you powerful. You have seen my video before it starts. I, I can really prophesy. And I'm deep. Amen. But I know that it cannot benefit you unless you have these things that I'm telling you. My, one of my cousins is like a big brother to me. His name is Prince. I haven't spoken to him and, since the time that God called me. So it's been more than 10 years I've spoken to him. And family, you know, family always wants... He's seen what God is doing and he's been... Messed. We text once in a while, but we haven't really, really spoken... And, uh, and, and, and my big brother called me. He told me he was sick. So when he called me a few minutes before I went live, he called me to pray for him because he was sick. And I knew that he was really sick, but he wanted me to see, he wanted to see if I would know what the problem really was. And for the first time he ever heard me prophesy to him directly, I told him you went to the hospital and they found something wrong with your liver and it is hurting and it's causing this and this and this and he says he grabbed his eyes and said yes this is true you know your family when your family believes you you are for real <laughs> because it's your family that knows all the weak points of your life let's read one more scripture I'm going to give you what makes you, I'm going to give you points. What makes you a true son or daughter of God? John chapter 1 verse 12. John chapter 1 verse 12. Periscope is on fire. 
John chapter 1, John chapter 1, verse 12. John chapter 1, verse 12. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I, I want you to capture this because this will change your life. Jesus. Thank you Lord. La bracasia. Ah. No actually it's John chapter 14. John chapter 14 verse 21. John 14:21, sorry. John 14:21. John 14:21. John 14:21 Are you ready? Let me start from let me start from 19. Let's start from 19. Are you ready? Hallelujah. Are we still good? Facebook cut off. Hallelujah. Uh, how about Periscope? Everybody else is still on. Hallelujah. Is everybody there? people are still on facebook is still working if you are on if facebook you receive me just type we see we hear you prophet yeah it says it's still good they say they are still here come come you you can see here first huh are they done okay how close Okay, that's good. Is still on? Yeah, they hear me. Okay, perfect. The devil is a lie. <laughs> Are you ready? Now listen to this. I'll start from uh 19. Yet a little while and the world seeth me no more. But ye see me because I live, ye shall live also. And the day ye shall know that I am in the Father and the Father in me and I in you. He that he, he he that hath my commandments and keepeth them he is that love me and he that loveth me shall be loved of my father and I will love him and I will manifest myself to him so the manifestation of God comes because you love God but you prove Jesus that you love him by receiving his word and keeping it meaning the ability to retain it keeping it and working on it and manifesting it will cause Jesus to manifest himself to you when people say i want to see jesus i just gave you the road map to doing it 
Now listen to this verse. Judah said to him, not Iscariot, Lord, how is it that thou will manifest thyself unto us and not unto the world? This is the difference between who is in the world and who is not in the world. Because Jesus is saying, the one that listens to my word, keeps it, and does it, he is the one that loves me. And he is doing this to those who are not in the world. So now Judas is asking him, Lord, why will you only do it to the ones that are not in the world? Listen to the next verse. Jesus said, answered and said unto him, If a man love me, he will keep my words. And my father will love him, and I will come unto him and make our abode with him. Do you know what it means to make an abode? It means that Jesus will become a resident, meaning everything you do, Jesus will be there. He will become a resident. He that loveth me not, keepeth not my saying. Notice he's making a difference between his word and saying, meaning what has been taught to you. And the word which ye hear is not mine, but the Father which sent me. These things I have spoken to you while I am still present with you. Number one. If you do not obey the voice of God through his servant, you are not as child of you are a child of God but not a son of God. If I come and talk to you, will you take my word for its weight? You know, sometimes people forget that if they become too close, they start forgetting that, ah, I'm dealing with a prophet. Some of you, you have taken your pastors lightly. Ah, you, you see your pastor and you say, hey, bro. <laughs> you see your apostle, you say, hey, bro. Hey, sis. Ah. Yet the Bible is saying, if you receive a prophet, in the name of a prophet, you receive a prophet's reward. Some of you, you have taken yourself out of your reward because you don't see things the way God is seeing them. You are not keeping the sayings of God the way God has kept them. If God is, is proving that you love him by you listening to him, number one, if I, there are many people say, wow, Papa, I want to be... I want to be your spiritual son. I want you to mentor me. I want, I want you to be. Number one, if I speak to you and you don't take my words in its weight, you cannot be a son or daughter of, of Prophet Elias. It's impossible. I will still love you, but I can't give you what I carry because my words mean nothing to you. And my words are not of myself. They come from God. It is Jesus speaking. My son, Calvin Levy Elias, you are deep. Now look at this. Number two, keeping the sayings. Not only listening, and he goes here and he comes out to the other side. Keeping. When I teach you these revelations, do you go back and marinate on it, live on it, lay on it, spin on it, chew on it, until it becomes part of you, or does it just become another good word that you had?
the ability to retain what is being given to you shows that you are serious where you are. Now, many people cannot retain because today you are... Li they, listen, I am not... A, you can listen to as many ministers. It's good. The Bible says, I have many instructors, but I have one father. What carries you? Number three. If I corrected you, whether it was, you know, <laughs> can I say this? Some people like too much gentleness, you know, and I've seen this a lot. If you come and correct somebody sternly, they will say, ah, that church does not have love. <laughs> but if you are, my son Andrew, and even you guys, especially Bishop Claudius, because Reuel has become my assistant. He's seen a side of me that he's never seen. I've dropped the hammer on him many times. One day I dropped the hammer on him so hard that <laughs> he called me, it took him days. The man was so, I could see depression on his face. <laughs> but when we sat down and I explained to him, like what I'm doing is necessary. Today he's a much better leader of the future than he was because there's a lot of things that God cut out of him that could never be done unless he came close. <laughs> I could see him just yeah, a cloud. Yeah. <laughs> his voice <laughs> his voice his his voice was on mute. That he was not smiling, he was not laughing, he was just like, ah. <laughs> I said, God, man, I just, I almost gave up on him, but he was still there. <laughs> and I remember uh, Prophet Glovis said, no, no, no. Uh, Prophet Glovis and, uh, and Prophet EJ, they said, no, 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 no. It's good for him. Good for him. Good for him. And today, much better guy. Much better guy. And still learning. If you, if you are corrected, the first thing is offense. Uh -huh. when you need deliverance. Because if you, have, if you get offended all the time, you're not fit for the work of God because so many people will offend you. Is Facebook alive? Uh, YouTube is killing it right now. Everybody watching, please subscribe and continue to subscribe, both on Facebook and also on YouTube. Glory be to God. So let me let me let me let me continue. How do you deal with correction? Are you correctable? Are you moldable? You know, it's so bad that some people even when they come, you see, some of us we give so much. 
and God has blessed my sons and daughters and they're able to do dangerous when they, when they do their seeds or their offerings and things like that. Uh, but some people think, and, and anybody who is a son and daughter knows this about me. Has anybody ever, nobody gains my love for them because of what they gave. I treat everybody the same. If you come and you give something big and you expect me to change how I deal with you, ah, you're missing it. Because some of us, we give so much that it's normal to give. We don't expect an extra special treatment. There's no such thing. I just love everybody the same. That's just how it is. I don't know if some, somebody is hearing this. One day, let me tell you a truth. Let me tell you a truth. One day, I went to visit one of my mentors. This is years ago. And I only had $3,000 in my account. I went to visit one of my fathers. My father, everybody knows my father, is the great gaffer. But this is one of my fathers. And his name is Prophet Angel. Prophet Hubert Angel. I remember going, I was going to D.C. to serve him. And I remember going to my bank account and clearing the last $3,000 that I had. I had no money except that $3,000. And I took it so proudly. This is the biggest seed of my life at that time. At that time. This is like maybe five, five years ago. biggest seed of my life at that time right now I've, I've, by God's grace I've given up to 50 50k easy actually prophet Glovis was there prophet Glovis was there I took my backpack prophetically this is what I did let me, let me tell you exactly what I did prophetically what I did is I went to the bank and I told the bank I want this $3,000 in dollar bills. But I want the last, like, uh, the last, I think it was uh, $500. I want them in $100 bills. So what I did was myself, I was saying prophetically, one day I will give $300,000 this way. It was a prophetic sign. But when I went to the bank <laughs> and the bank said, you need all these dollar bills. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were like, man, you're about to go really have fun. <laughs> I think they were thinking I was going to go to the gentleman's club. <laughs> I think that's what they were. But at that time, it didn't hit me. Because in my mind, I'm like shaking. This is the last money I have. I'm going to plant a seed. So what I did was I took the $100 bills and I put them top and bottom, top and bottom, top and bottom, top and bottom. So I, it took like a backpack 
like a backpack to fill, filled with, with money. It was a backpack filled with money, like to the top. And I traveled and I got to the airport. They looked at me, I was like, hey, why are you traveling with so much money? Like they, they, no, they looked and they were like, oh yeah, yeah, okay, cool, cool, man, have fun. Because everybody was thinking I'm going. So I get to my spiritual father when all my brothers and sisters have gone to sleep. I've gone to bed. I take the backpack and I go before him and I kneel and I take out the money and I put in front and I said, Papa, this is the last, this is the seed that I have. I, I want to give to you. And I took all these stacks of money piling. <laughs> to me that time it was big because it was my last, not because of how much it was, because it was my last. So it meant a lot to me. And I remember putting this in the room because he always gave me special access to be personal with him. So I took and I, I went and I put it there. And he looked at me and said, son, God bless you. And this is the last small seed. This is the last of this level you ever give. I increase you in Jesus' name. He never even laid hands on me. I walked out of that room. I scratched my head. I said, what? <laughs> All he said is like, whatever you are believing God for, it's done. And this is the last time you ever give at this level again. Ah. <laughs> Facebook, are you there? <laughs> I never even received, listen, I never even received a dab on my head like oil. I thought that my father would take me and say, Lord, he's obviously he's a wealthy man. That It was more for my elevation, not really for him. He didn't do anything for him. But I thought that the, the stacks would make him say, hey, son, what is going on here? Father, I, I thought he would even enter into a joke or something. <laughs> man, oh, he said, May God increase you. <laughs> may you never be at this level again. From now on, may everything rise up. And, he was be and when he's saying this, I'm telling you this is an honest truth. And when he's saying all this, Prophet Glovis knows this because I, I went to him and I said, man. <laughs> all he did when he was doing this, he didn't even look at me and give me attention. He was on his phone. May God do this. May God do this. It's done. Ha! Huh? I said, God. <laughs> but then I remembered. I remembered. He's a mighty prophet. If he says it, it means that God is saying something. And I took it. And the truth is, my level was increased. So you don't gain closeness with a spiritual person because of what you have offered, but by listening to what is being said. I know that's a wild story. <laughs> but the moral of the story is this. You don't earn this thing. You enter into it. My prayer for you, 
my prayer for you this day is that you will move from being a child of God and enter into being a son of God. A child cannot inherit because it does not belong to anybody. It's just a child. But a son is in close relationship with somebody. Father, I pray in the name of Jesus for everybody that is watching me. There will be a change, there will be a transformation upon everybody that is watching me now. May their lives never be the same by reason of what they are hearing this day. I pray that their complete change shall be by reason of hearing this. That Lord, you are seeking people to become sons. You are not seeking people to just be children of God, but to become sons of God. Father, I thank you that this is done in the mighty name of Jesus. Give them a heart to become children this day, that they will take of what you have given me and it shall come upon them. Give them the grace to follow you this way, that they will be dedicated to serve in whatever church they are in, wherever they are called. Father, I thank you that this is done for everybody that is listening to me now in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen and amen. Now watch this. We just mixed other ones. And possibly this might be the last batch. So I want you to go on the website, all those who wanted the oil. If you paid for it already, just uh, uh, write to the... Write to, write, uh, orders at prophetlovey.com. Can you post that? If you already paid for it, because there are people who paid for it in church. Yeah, they have to write and say, uh, and, and they will get back to you. I don't know how intricate that is, but they will reach out and, and you will figure all that. But if you go to the store, if you don't already have this, I want you to get the Sulam anointing oil. This is the oil of elevation. Something is going to change in your life. Something is going to change with your family. I don't want you to miss this. I prayed over this. God told me, what it will do for people who will listen. I don't want you to miss this opportunity. I don't know if God will ever allow me to do it again. But as long as God will allow me, I will have it available. But this is the, I cried to God on Thursday because all of them were gone. And there are so many people that wanted it. Go to prophetlovey.com and you can get this. For all those who are giving their love offering, their tithe or their seed, may God increase you, may God double you, until I see you tomorrow, I bless you all in the name of the Lord Jesus. Amen, amen and amen and amen. Rewatch this, share this. Do you have something to add? Yeah, the, if you're in LA, you can just buy it in church, I, th I think, or just pick it up in church. Even if you buy it online, you can just pick it up on church, however that works. But if you're out of town, I think they will figure out the shipping stuff and all that. But again, God bless you. I love you with the, love, with the love of the Lord Jesus. And I believe you have learned something and your life and my life will never be the same again. May Jesus be glorified in Jesus' name. Amen. Shalom, shalom. Hallelujah. Apostle, Apostle Stanley, how are you?
Clariosto improdovida shalakate le mande. Provein del kishta agosta alova kalamande le pronde ligista. I pray for you in the name of Jesus that the Lord will touch you wherever you are. I pray that the Sulam anointing shall come upon you as you listen to this prayer. I pray that your spiritual ears and your spiritual eyes and your spiritual understanding shall be unlocked this day. I pray that the mysteries of Jehovah God shall be released unto you. I pray that you may know his power, that you may know his love, that you may know his might in your life this day. I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus. May what was impossible become possible now. La Clariosto Fradeike Lekishta Avoca Talamande, Laisti Constelestain Glory Fantelino, Mevretita Atuva Cachuca Pravedia Amande, Langatita Labra de Liga Oca Pavake Tila Mande Lepronde Vicate, Zila Cusha, Mevrafia Azufeke. King Karabasonte Lekeya Azuke Prade Kishta Amande Lekoshta Pravakushte I Karabakante Leteleba Sovare Makusha Arade Dia Azaka Talabante Monde Lekashte Iza Azuva Meria Azuka Dalamande Karabatoshte Kapro Sotolomande Lekeshta Azuka Ramande Mavo, Mavo, Mavo. I pray that my encounters with the Lord will become your encounters. I pray that every single angelic visitation that I've experienced, may the Lord favor you today. May the Lord give you the grace to see the things that I have seen and beyond. I unlock you in the prophetic today. I release the Sulam anointing upon you today. May angels ascend and descend upon you in the mighty and powerful name of Jesus. May the Lord be glorified through your life. May the world know that Jesus is alive by reason of him manifesting himself through you. I decree and declare as a prophet of God, there will be a difference from this day. When you stand before people, when you pray, there will be a change that people will know that the Holy Spirit is upon you and he has anointed you to do the work of God, to be a shield for your family, to be a defender of your family. Let it be so now in Jesus' mighty name.
of on your shirt. I don't know why. Where's my mama Ghana power? I saw fire jumping from her and coming to you, and I'm trying to understand why. When I looked at you, I saw her. When I saw her, I saw you. Are you a nurse? You're in the medical field. Go to her, put the mic on her. I'm a nurse. Were you married before? Okay, go to my mama Ghana. I'm divorced. I saw somebody else with a name like Campbell. Campbell. As I was walking in the realms of the spirit, God says that he's about to bless the Campbell family. I saw somebody in the Bible called Anna, but God said no, Anne. Tracy Anne. Ah. Professor. I saw God taking words and ran with it to the ends of the world. What does he do? Amen. Who is like Ogaga, Ogaga? Do you know somebody called Kenny? Kenny, that's me. Is Kenny Ogba Ogaga. Kenny Ogba Ogaga. Professor. Who has a name that starts with like an M? Just said Maria. Maria. <laughs> because I was looking at you there, I'm seeing an M on your forehead. I saw God putting a garment on somebody called Jonathan. My first name. Professor. Professor. In 2013, you are not supposed to be here. Hey! You had surgery. Major surgery. I looked at you and I saw an x-ray. I saw your body beyond the flesh. And the Lord told me that we need to pray for his lungs. I'm sick right now. Where? In the You've seen me before. I've never seen you before. How yeah. can I know these things? The one thing about you, you are real. <laughs> so I am trying to understand what these two angels are saying because I'm hearing one saying. God with us, and the other one is saying Emmanuel. Uh, what is that? It's not Emmanuel. That's his name. Four, I saw him go, and he was looking for something like one or two. Okay, this is my partner. I saw him doing this, throwing seeds. When people are throwing seeds, it means they have a calling, a pastoral calling to feed people and to raise people. Huh? You said what? I saw an interesting thing. I saw, I think, 6300. When I got to this place, I saw an address like 8111. The angel told me, walk five steps. I walked five steps and I saw like unit five. I saw a two. I saw a nine. I saw another nine. I saw a three. I saw a zero. I saw a B. It's like a bathe you or something like that. But, huh? I don't know what this is. I'm seeing a D and an R and an N, but I don't. I'm seeing a company that has like an IS something. I can't see the whole thing, but I'm seeing like an I, an S, something entertainment. 
It's a very strange word. I used to have a business called ICM Entertainment, so it's I-S- <laughs> <laughs>